How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to episode 14 of the Just Ballin' Podcast. I hope you guys are seeing this on Sunday the 18th, or I think that would be the 19th actually. I'm recording this a little bit before then. I'm recording this on a Thursday because I am leaving Temple for this weekend. I'm going to visit my friend at Penn State. So I'm just kind of pre-recording this beforehand, but yeah. I told you guys I was going to drop two podcasts this week because I kind of slacked from episode 12 to episode 13. So today, we are doing my all-star picks. I just made a YouTube video on my main channel doing my award picks. So if you want to check that out, go over there. I also kind of tweeted it, but I did like the main awards. I did comeback player of the year. I did finals prediction, most surprising team, most disappointing team. Um, and that, and I kind of went into my runner-ups as well. That's on my YouTube channel. But yeah, today I'm going to be giving you guys my Eastern All-Stars and my Western All-Stars. Like I said, I'm recording this on January the 16th. So someone could get hurt. Someone could get traded. I don't know what's happening in these next three days. Jeff Chi got traded today. Him and uh, Travion Graham got traded for Alan Crabb. I kind of tweeted a little bit about that move. Um, funny enough, I just did a T-Wolves rebuild on my main channel. Um, I might talk about it on the second channel. Or I'm not sure if I'm going to go in-depth on that anymore. And then also, apparently, the T-Wolves are looking to go after D'Angelo Russell. I think John Krasowski, Krasowski, I'm sorry, I'm definitely butchering his name, from The Athletic. And I think Shams reported that the Timberwolves are going to go heavy at D'Angelo Russell. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the Warriors are going to trade him um, this season. I think it would make a lot more sense for them to trade him in the offseason when they know kind of where these picks are at and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just don't really think that's going to be happening. Um, so we can get into my all-star picks. I have five, obviously, starters in each conference, duh. And then seven reserves. Now, I didn't really do the position, like, whatever it is, three guard or two guards, two forwards, two wild cards, or whatever that is. I didn't do that format on the bench or on the reserves. So I kind of just picked the seven guys. Now, this was tough. This is tough. And I honestly don't even know if I have these set in stone yet. Um, I actually... It's it's really tough. So we'll start off with the Eastern Conference. And I, I like my starting five, but it's going to change, I think. So my guards are Kemba Walker and Kyle Lowry. Now, those two point guards, I think, are going to be them. I'm also going to try to predict it as well. I think those are going to be the starting point guards in the Eastern Conference for the All-Star Game. I could be wrong, though. Maybe Eric Bledsoe will get in. Maybe, um, nah, probably not Bledsoe. Maybe Brogdon or maybe Jalen Brown or Dinway, somebody like that. Um, but yeah, I have Kemba Walker and I do have Kyle Lowry. Now, we'll talk about Kemba Walker. Celtics are 27-12. and 12. I think he's kind of the more obvious guard pick coming out of the Eastern Conference. He's averaging 21.5 points this year. Not a crazy amount. I mean, the, the point guards in the East aren't great this year, or they're actually, there's some solid ones, but there's really nobody like standing out. And I think it's Kemba. If we had to pick one, he's shooting 39% on threes, which is great. He's a little bit below average from the field, 44% there. He is shooting 49% on twos though. And he has an effective field goal percentage of 54%, which is above average. About five assists, four rebounds. And like I said, the Celtics are 27 and 12. They are currently the three seed. Miami is the two seed. So it kind of hurts not maybe putting like, I wish Jimmy Butler was a guard because then I would put probably Kemba and Jimmy Butler here, but classifies as a forward. So yeah, I do have Kemba Walker as my first spot. And then I do have Kyle Lowry. Now the Raptors are currently 26 and 14. Uh, Lowry has missed some games as well as every other Raptor pretty much this year. He has played 29 games at this current moment, so come All-Star break, he'll probably get near that 40 range, which I think will be enough to put him in there. Now, Kyle Lowry is averaging 20.5 points, which is the highest it's been since 2016-2017. About 8 assists a night. He is shooting only 40% from the field, but he is shooting 35% from downtown on 9 attempts a night, which is 
pretty crazy. Um, he's also playing a career high 38 minutes a night, which is weird for a 33-year-old. So you kind of hope he doesn't get hurt once again this season. But Kyle Lowry is going to come in as my second guard. And I don't know if I'm really going to have any competition there um, if these two guys stay healthy. I'll talk about some runner-ups like kind of when we get to the reserves. Um but yeah, so those are my guards, Kyle Lowry and Kemba Walker. If you want to have Brogdon, Dinwiddie, somebody like that in as well, um, that's okay with me. It's obviously subjective, and if that's your opinion, I respect it. So we're going to move over to forwards. Now, I have two quote-unquote locks. Now, it's weird. Actually, let's talk. No, no, I have one lock, really. So let's talk about the one lock. He's obviously the most locked person here um, in the Eastern Conference, and that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Bucks are currently 36-6. and six. Spoiler alert on my MVP video that I made. But yeah, Giannis is my MVP. I've been being a back-to-back -back MVP winner. He's averaging 30 points this season, 12.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. He's shooting 33 on threes on five attempts a night. 50 hour shooting excuse me 63 percent on twos he's getting to the line about 10 times a night but his one flaw is his free throw shooting 62 percent there but he's the best player on the best team in the nba and he's probably going to win mvp again um he would win mvp if the season ended today so he's a lock so now it comes down to three players for these final two spots joel Embiid, jimmy butler pascal siakam those are my three finals for these spots jimmy butler uh, he missed a little bit to start this season, um, but he hasn't missed anything since. He's played about 35 games. Joel Embiid, he was playing pretty much most of the games. Like, obviously, back-to-backs, he got off, but he did just get hurt. He's played 31 games. So, Butler, 35, Embiid, 31. And then, I believe, Pascal Siakam, who just came back last night, is at 29. So, he's going to shortly pass Embiid. So, Pascal did miss some time, but he might play more than Embiid. And I think that's what I'm going to go with here. Like, if I had to say right now, I'm going with Embiid and Siakam. You know what? I'm still going to do that, but I think Jimmy is going to get one of these spots come the choosing for the All-Star break just because this, the Heat are currently the two seed, um, and you got to put a Heat in, and then he's not going to miss as much time as kind of Siakam or Embiid did. So I think it's going to be Siakam and Butler that are going to make it, which is weird. Maybe maybe it will be Embiid and Butler because Embiid could be back in like a week or two. Um, I, don't, I don't really know the updated status on him. Um, he'll be reevaluated in one to two weeks and that was on january 9th so it'll be soon when he's re actually he now nah, you know what i'm gonna say it's gonna be siakam and bowler just because Embiid might miss a little bit of time so i'm gonna say that's my that's what i think is gonna happen but i'm gonna go with siakam and Embiid. uh pascal siakam 26 and 14 the second raptor to get in here i know i know i know um he's averaging 25 and a half points eight rebounds three emphasis and i know you probably want butler in there this is just my opinion um, he is shooting 39% on threes on six attempts a night. He's been great on the defensive side of the ball too. He's improved his ball handling, his passing. I think he deserves to be in. Um, and then Joel Embiid averaging 23 points, 12 rebounds, 32 on threes, but he's been an incredible defender this year. Um, I think he's up there in defensive player of the year and I think he's going to make it. So that's my starting five. We do have, uh, Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Okay, so uh, Jimmy Butler is obviously going to be my first reserve on this list. Um, the Heat are currently 28 and 12. They are the two seed in the Eastern Conference. Jimmy Butler is averaging 20 points, seven rebounds, six and a half assists, which is a career high a night. He's also shooting 45% um, from the field, only 27% on threes, and he is taking about two and a half a night, shooting 82 from the line, and he's getting there just under 10 times a night. Um, he's been arguably one of the better perimeter defenders in the league this year, like he always is. Um, and he's been, yeah, two-way beast for the Heat, and he's kind of showing why he was deserving of that contract. Um, and I think he deserves to be a starter, but obviously there will always be an odd man out in most of these. So if there's one, I'm picking Jimmy Butler. 
But if Embiid or Siakam's like games played limits them, I'm going to put Jimmy Butler in. So, yeah, Jimmy is my first reserve. Now, my second reserve is somebody that isn't over 500, and that is Bradley Beal. Uh, the Washington Wizards are currently 13-27, and 27, and that is pretty much zero to Bradley Beal's fault. Actually, I will criticize Bradley Beal for his defense this year. It has been pretty lackluster. It actually hasn't been good whatsoever. Uh, but he's averaging 27.5 points at night, 6.5 assists, 5 rebounds, and he's shooting 31 on threes on 8 attempts a night, which is a career low for him. 44 from the field, so his efficiency is bad, but he's also taking a career high in field goal attempts and a career high in three-point attempts, so you'd expect that. And um, if you look at his usage as well, it's also a career high by far from last year. It's up to 32.5% this year, um, and it was 28.5% last year. So I will knock on him for his defense, but he's been playing with guys like Jordan McRae, Garrison Matthews, which started with him playing uh, with Isaac Bonga or Isaac Bonga. Um, he also was playing with Hashimori, has been hurt, Thomas Bryant's been hurt, Isaiah Thomas has been hurt, everyone's been hurt, Mo Wagner's been hurt, um, Davis Bertans has missed some time. So uh, Bradley Beal has been somewhat healthy for this season mainly. So I have been making it in, and I think he's pretty deserving. Now, my second player um, I'm going to put in. So we currently have Bradley Beal and Jimmy Bauer. I'm going to give it to Chris Middleton. He's my second and final buck making this list. The Bucks have the best record in the NBA, so I'm going to get two players um, this award. He's averaging 19 points a game this year, um, about four assists, six rebounds. He's shooting 40% on threes, 49 from the field, and he's shooting 90% from the line. And he's getting there only about three times a night. But Middleton, he's underrated every year. He's, I wouldn't say he's underrated, but he's under the radar every year. Over Chris Middleton's last... 11 games, he's averaging 22 points, 49 from the field, 41 from three, 91 from the line. So he's almost been 50, 40, 90 over his last 11 games. Six and a half rebounds, four and a half assists. I think he's been really good. I think he deserves to make it over Bledsoe. And I have Chris Middleton getting that third reserve spot. So I currently have Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, and Chris Middleton. Now my next reserve guy um, is a guard. Now it's a player that I don't know if I think he deserves to be in here. He will just because he's entertaining. Um, and like, I don't think he deserves to be anywhere near like all NBA because he's on currently the worst team in the NBA or second worst, excuse me, worse than the Eastern Conference. And that's Trey Young, but I think he deserves to be in. And I think fans will vote him in because he's a very entertaining player to watch. He's averaging 29 points a game this year, eight and a half assists, 37 from three on about nine and a half attempts a night. Also four and a half rebounds, um, 85 from the line. He's been really good on the offensive side of the ball. You could say that's empty stats, empty carries, garbage time numbers, however you want. But he's still been really good. Um, and it's really not his fault that the Hawks are the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Their backup point guard was Evan Turner or Alan Crabb. They just traded for Jeff Teague. So hopefully that'll improve their bench play just a little bit. But I do not like Trey Young's defense. Like a lot of people don't. I don't think it's very good. He has a... Negative defensive box plus minus, a negative defensive net or net rating. It's or it's really bad, not a negative, but it's really bad. Uh, negative, I believe, in RPM. Negative defensive uh, player impact plus minus. It's yeah, it's not very good for Trey Young on the advanced analytics. And if you watch him, he gets beat by quicker people. He gets beat by stronger guys. Um, and he can really only guard point guards, and he can't guard point guards particularly well. But I think he deserves to be in the All Star game, and um, I don't think he deserves to be a starter just because of how bad the uh, Hawks are. And I think every all-star starter has to have a winning record. So that's why I don't have him as a starter. That is my philosophy, but I still have him making the all-star game. So that is our fourth reserve. So I have currently Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, Trey Young, Chris Middleton. And my fifth reserve is going to be Jason Tatum. Now, Jason Tatum um, is currently um, on the 27-12 and 12 Boston Celtics. 
The Boston Celtics are currently third in the Eastern Conference. They are only a half a game back of the Miami Heat. Tatum has taken a step defensively this year. He might be on his way to being one of the better perimeter defenders in this league one day. Um, 21 points a game, 7 rebounds, just under 3 assists a night, about a steal and a half a game. He's shooting 36% on threes. His 2-point percentage isn't great. It's 47%. But he's taking career high in field goal attempts, 18 a night, uh, career high in three-point attempts, six and a half a night, career high in free throws, four a night, and he also has a career high in usage by far at 28%. But yeah, Jason Tatum is blossoming into one of the better two-way players in the league, and he's going to be my final Celtic to make this list. I know I do have Jalen Brown as a snow, but I tweeted about, I think he's going to be an all-star, but I just, I already have Kemba and Tatum. I want to limit it to two players on a team that isn't even top two in their conference. So yeah. I have currently Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Bradley Beal, Chris Middleton, and Jimmy Bauer off the bench. So we got two more guys. First one is Malcolm Brogdon. Now, I wanted to pick one pacer at least because they've been very good this year. Currently the fifth seed. And I ended up going with Malcolm Brogdon. Now, I chose him over DeMontis Sabonis. It was tough, but I ended up going Brogdon. Brogdon averaging a career high eight points a, eight points a game. 18 points a game, excuse me. Career high in assists, seven and a half a night. Career high in um field goal attempts 14 a night and he's shooting about 45 percent there i'm um, sorry if you heard my computer go off i have to download a new version of pdf escape okay whatever um also uh malcolm brogdon is taking about four and a half threes a night um and he's making about 34 percent, which is below average for him at least in his career but it's still pretty solid there he's a crazy free throw shooter he is shooting 92 percent from the line he's a really good perimeter defender and he's a big reason why the pacers have been really good 26 and 15 good without Victor Oladipo. And yeah, I wanted to give it to him or Sabonis. I ended up choosing Brogdon. Now, this last spot is tough because there's a plethora of guys that could have made this. Um, ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't have Kyrie here. I think he's missed too many games, so I don't have him on here. Um, Zach Levine and uh, Jalen Brown. So it, it came down to Dinwiddie, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, or Zach Levine for me. Those four guys. Um, Sabonis wanted to give some love to and Vucevic as well, but I didn't choose those guys. I ended up choosing Spencer Dinwiddie, um, but I think Jalen Brown has had a better season. I just don't think a third Celtic deserves to be in here over a first net because we don't have a net yet. Um, I don't think Zach Levine deserves to be in um, it, because I think either just putting three guys in the Bradley Beal, Trey Young category, now adding Zach Levine is tough to do just because... Just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like on a bad team, I, I just don't think they deserve to be in the All-Star game. But I think, like, two is good amount, I think. And it sucks because I don't think Andre Drummond, I also want to give him some consideration as well. But he's not going to make it. I ended up going with Dinwiddie just because I think Dinwiddie has done a fantastic job keeping the Nets afloat um, with no Kyrie. Um, his efficiency wasn't great, but his usage was at an all-time high. Um, his usage throughout those games he's, was at a 31%. Um, so that's crazy there. 22 points a night, 6.5 assists three rebounds on the year he's shooting 76 or 78 percent from the line excuse me on seven attempts a night he's shooting 50 percent on twos on about 11 two-point attempts a night but he's shooting 30 percent on threes um on six and a half so it, he hasn't been a great three-point shooter but i think he's done a very good job keeping that to float and i wanted to give him some love so i ended up going with dinwiddie so yeah i ended up going with spencer dinwiddie um off the bench or we can start from the starters so my starters were kemba walker Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Malcolm Brogdon were my reserves. It was really tough. It was really tough leaving a lot of these guys like a Jalen Brown, um, Sabonis, excuse me, Zach Levine off, these, uh, off the list, Vucevic, Andre Drummond. I apologize. Ben Simmons as well. 
Tobias Harris also wanted to give some love too. But I ended up going with those 12. And those are my Eastern All-Stars. Alright guys, so this will be a little bit weird. But I've actually changed my mind on one of the Eastern Conference All-Star picks. I'm subbing out Spencer Dinwiddie and putting in Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons has had a down year to his standards. But he's still up there and being one of the better defensive players in the NBA. Either it's in the low post, on the perimeter. He's still a great passer. He's still a really solid inside scorer. Great rebounder. Yeah, you can knock his shooting. Obviously, that's the big thing to knock on Ben Simmons. But I think he deserves to get into the All-Star game. And I'm going to put him in over Dinwiddie. I think Dinwiddie definitely deserves some love. And if he makes it, I wouldn't be mad. But for, for now, I'm switching out. Dinwiddie and putting in Ben Simmons. All right, so moving over to the Western Conference here. This one was a little bit easier from the Eastern Conference, but we still had some snubs that I think deserve to make the All-Star game, but just missed out. So we'll start off with the, the starting guards. Uh, these ones were very easy. The starting four were very easy. Um, we'll get to the fifth spot in a little bit. But Luka Doncic and James Harden on my guards. Um, the Dallas Mavericks are currently... 26 and 15 in the Western Conference, and it's pretty much all due to Luka Doncic. Not all, but without Luka, they wouldn't be a probably a top 10 team in the West. They would have by far a losing record, and they'd probably have maybe a top 7 pick in the lottery. But with Luka Doncic, they're a very respectable team in the Western Conference. Luka Doncic, in his sophomore year, is averaging 29 points, 9 assists, 9.8 rebounds a night, uh, 32 on threes on 9 attempts a night, so he isn't really a great 3-point shooter this season but he's shooting 47 percent from the field um 59 on twos on 11 a night and he's shooting 79 percent from the line on nine free throw attempts a night so luke has been incredible and i think he definitely deserves to be an all-star starter the other guy is james harden now the rockets have been cooling down as of like late because they had a really hot start they're 26 and 14 they're still the five seed though in the western conference james harden is still averaging an absurd 37 points a game seven and a half assists six rebounds he's shooting 45 percent from the field and he's shooting 37 percent from three on 13 and a half threes a night yeah 13 and a half threes that's incredible he's getting to the line 12 times a night and he's shooting 86 percent from the strike there so he's been really good on offense this year and i think he deserves to be an all-star starter so those ones were easy i'm not going to talk about them too much now these other two are easy they're both playing on the same team and they're both currently on the best team in the western conference and that's lebron james and Anthony Davis of the LA Lakers. AD, spoiler alert for my MVP video, my defensive player of the year. You can go check that out and see why I kind of talked about him as my DPOY. Um, and LeBron James, he's in the MVP combo. Um, he's probably top five in voting. Maybe top four, maybe top three. Maybe you have him at number two. He's also making it in for me. Um, they've both been incredible. LeBron mainly on the offensive side. AD more on the defensive side, but AD's been incredible on both sides this year. Um, and LeBron has been better on defense this year. Not great still, but better than last year. Um, and the Lakers are currently 33 and eight. Best team in the Western Conference. They both deserve to be all-star starters unanimously. So the last one was tough. I always had Kawhi Leonard. I even tweeted about my all-star starters like say about a week and a half ago. And I had Kawhi in. Uh, but I am going with Nikola Jokic. Now Kawhi has been great, but he will be my first guy off the bench. Kind of like my Jimmy Butler here. But I am going with Nikola Jokic due to kind of his resurgence as of late. Because he did start off really slow. He's played nine more games than Kawhi, um, and the Nuggets are currently better in the standings. They are 28-12. and 12, The Clippers are 28-13. and 13. So only a half a game better, but still better. And over <laughs> Nikola Jokic, he's he's on a really good stretch as of late. Over his last 10 games, he's averaging 23.5 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and shooting 44 from 3 on 3.5 attempts a night. 
Um, and yeah, I, his defense still isn't great, but it's it's still respectable. It's not like he's a liability on defense. I think they're currently a better defensive team when he's on the floor. And yeah, I have him being my fifth all-star starter. If you have Kawhi Leonard, that's perfectly fine. It's all subjective viewpoint, and I had him mainly, but I'm just going to give Jokic because they're a higher seed. He's played more games. I'm giving Jokic a little bit more love. So those are my starters. They were really easy in the West, um, at least the first four, and then you could debate between Jokic and Kawhi. So I had Luka, Harden, LeBron, AD, and the fifth one being Nikola Jokic. So let's move on here to the bench. Now, seven guys I ended up coming with um, with no regret, really, but there is a couple guys that I felt deserved it that I left off. So Kawhi's obviously the first guy coming off the bench. Been great on both sides of the floor this year. Um, the Clippers are currently 28 and 13. But he's missed some time due to load management, um, and that's kind of why, or knee management, or whatever they're calling it nowadays. So that's why I have him coming off the bench. And then Paul George's teammate I also have in the All-Star game as well. He will be the next guy coming off the bench. So two Lakers are making it. Two Lakers are making it. Two Clippers, I meant. I meant two Clippers are making it. Um, got the LA teams mixed up. But yeah, Paul George, 23.5 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists a night. He's shooting 40% on 3 on 9 attempts tonight. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Um, and he's shooting... 43% from the field, so he's shooting a little bit poor on twos this year, 46% uh, there, but he has above average effective field goal percentage, above average true shooting percentage, 91% from the line, five attempts tonight, about a steal and a half a game, still an amazing perimeter defender, he is making the also game. So, first two guys off the bench, both Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George. Next guy we have is not on a winning team. I have two players in my reserves in the Western Conference, not on winning teams. First one is Damian Willard. Now, the Portland Trailblazers are currently the 10th seed in the Western Conference. Half a game back of the 9th seeded Spurs, and then a game and a half back of the 8th seeded Grizzlies. Now, the Trailblazers are 18-24. Damian Lillard, it's been rough for the Blazers this year due to injuries. Um, but yeah, Damian Lillard, 27 points a game this year, 7.5 assists. He's shooting 36% on threes, 44% from the field, pretty much identical from what he shot last year. And he's also 89% from the line. Um, it's, he's still like one of the better offensive point guards in the league. He's arguably probably the second best offensive point guard in the league right now. If you want to say Lucas one, he's two. Um, it depends where you're considering LeBron is, um, or Harden, but yeah, with Curry out, I think Lloyd is one of the better point guards in the league, if not the best this year. Um, it depends, like I said, if you count whatever position Luka is or LeBron, but Lillard has been amazing. I think he deserves to make the All-Star game. And while we're talking about teams that aren't or players that aren't on winning teams, we can talk about my next one. And that is Carl Anthony Towns. But he's fading out of this. Now, Carl Anthony Towns has missed a lot of games as of late. He's only played 23 games this year. So it is tough putting him in. And I'm he hasn't played since December 18th. So I'm very close to dropping him out. And I'll tell you who I would have over him. But yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is very close to falling out of my All-Star race. Um, if he doesn't play soon, um, if he honestly plays less than like 30 games before the All-Star break or 33. I don't think I'm going to have him in. I don't think he deserves it. Um, but yeah, Carl Anthony Towns has been incredible when he's playing. He only missed two games in his first 25 this year. And then, yeah, he hasn't played since December 18th, which is really annoying. But he's averaging 26.5 points a game, 4.5 assists, 12 rebounds, shooting 42% on threes on 8.5 attempts a night. Like, he was shooting this at a crazy pace, but now he's sick. I don't know. I, I, I wanted him to come back. I wanted him to be in the All-Star game. But if he doesn't come back and he starts missing these games even more, um, or keeps missing these games, excuse me, he's not going to be my all-star fix. But for now, I have him in, so it's Lillard and Cat. Now, three final players. Two of these guys are on the same team, but all three of these players are on playoff teams. Now, the first one is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is currently on the two-seeded um, Utah Jazz. I was about to say Devonta Jazz. 
Okay. Um, yeah, the Utah Jazz are currently tied for the two seed with the Nuggets right now. They are 28-12. and 12. They've been playing a lot better as of late with Mike Conley out, but they've had a little bit of an easier schedule. But Mitchell's averaging a career-high 24 points a night, career-high 4.4 assists a night, career-high 4.3 rebounds a night, and he is shooting 36 on threes on six a night, 46 from the field, 52% effective field goal percentage, 85% from the line and he has a true shooting percentage of 56 percent um he's been great on the defensive side of the ball this year or at least personally i believe he has been um at least guarding most teams best perimeter guy um either it's a one a two a three uh, i can even guard some fours not great at it but he can do it um i wouldn't really put him on a four or maybe some uh, um sizable threes but if you're guarding him in the backcourt he's really good he's still six one so it's really hard to put him on fours but I think he deserves to make the All-Star game, and this would be his first. And we're also giving somebody else his first All-Star game on the same team, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has still been quietly one of the better defensive players in the year this year. Um, defensive players this year, I don't know why I said of the year this year. Definitely stumbled over that. But yeah, Gobert, 15 points, 14 and a half rebounds, two blocks a game. He's He protects the rim so well, and when he's off the court, they're not as good. Um, or teams just shoot less when he's off the court because, hey, when he's on the court, it's so hard to get shots around Rudy Gobert, and I think he deserves to make his first All-Star game this year as the Jazz are currently 28-12. and 12. So we have one Nugget getting in. I don't have Jamal Murray getting in, so I think you guys can respect that. Uh, two Lakers getting in, two Clippers getting in. I only have one Rocket getting in, and that is Harden. I don't have Westbrook making the All-Star game, and I personally don't think he deserves to be. One Maverick getting in. Thunder, yes, here it is. Chris Paul is my final All-Star Comeback Player of the Year. Another spoiler alert for that video. But yeah, I wanted to give one All-Star on the Thunder. I gave an All-Star for the Brooklyn Nets. Gave one for the 76ers. I wanted to give one for the OKC Thunder, and that is Chris Paul. The OKC Thunder are currently 23-18 and 18 and have a four-game lead over the 18 Grizzlies. So I think the Thunder are going to make the playoffs. I think a lot of people think the Thunder are going to make the playoffs unless they completely sell at the deadline but yeah chris paul is averaging 16 and a half points this year six and a half assists a steal and a half a night he's shooting 36 percent on threes and 47 percent from the field also shooting 90 percent from the line so he's been great um and i wanted to give him some love and make the all-star game so yeah that was actually my last reserve player um if we want to talk about the i'll give the full list now luca harden lebron ad Jokic, my starting five and then the bench is Kawhi, pg lillard Cat, Mitchell, Gobert, and Paul. So I had three runner-ups. Now, you might think these are weird runner-ups. At least one of them. So if Cat fell out, I'm putting in Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is my most improved player this year. Wow, I'm really spoiling that video. Um, but yeah, Brandon Ingram has been incredible this year. 25 points a night, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. He's shooting 41% on threes. And he is shooting 47% on mid-ranges. So he's been incredible this year. He's shooting 42% on long twos as well. So um, the Pelicans are currently 15 and 26. But next Wednesday, they do get um, they do get Zion back. So maybe they will push for the playoffs. Um, and yeah, they have the same... They're half a game worse than the, uh, the Timberwolves. So it doesn't really hurt putting them in. And they're only two and a half worse than the um, Portland Trailblazers. Now the next guy I wanted to give some love to was Devin Booker. I still don't have him making the All-Star game. I know, it's tough, um, but maybe he would be my runner-up over Ingram. Booker's been incredible this year. He's 50-36-92 this year. Splits-wise, 26 points a game, 6 and a half assists. Still not great on defense, but the Suns, after their hot start, they've fallen out. They are currently 16-24. and 24. They definitely still could make the playoffs. They just lost to the Hawks the other night. I don't know if it's possible for them. 
But yeah, I did want to give Devin Booker some more love. And two other guys were DeMar DeRozan and Bojan Bogdanovic. Now, you might be like, DeMar DeRozan, what, man? He's, he's not taking any threes. But DeMar DeRozan, I actually just tweeted this out. If you follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Matthew and guys over DeMar DeRozan's last 12 games, he's averaging 27 points a night, six assists, five rebounds and shooting 65 from the field. Um, he's also shooting 88 from the line, getting to the line about seven and a half times a night. He's shooting 43% on threes, but he hasn't taken many over those games. He's only taken three. Um, and he's, he's made three, excuse me. And he's taken a case okay, Siri. I didn't, I didn't ask for your opinion. Um, but yeah, he's taken, or he's made three out of, uh, seven attempts. So yeah, there, there you go. Um, but yeah, I wanted to give DeRozan some more love and then Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, he's kind of been the more consistent scorer. I would say for the Jazz this year, he's averaging 21 points a night, shooting 90 from the line, 45 from the field, 41 um, from three, and he's been consistent this year for the Jazz, so I wanted to give him some love. So yeah, I did have DeRozan, Bojan Bogdanovic, Brendan Ingram, and Devin Booker as my runner-ups, or my just kind of cuts from the All-Star game. But if Cat falls out, I would give it to Ingram or Devin Booker. And yeah, so that's pretty much it. I, we can run through these really quickly once again. So for the Eastern Conference, the starters, I do have Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Giannis, and Joel Embiid with a bench of Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Malcolm Brogdon, and Spencer Dinwiddie. That is my Eastern Conference All-Stars at this current moment. And then my Western Conference All-Stars are Luka Doncic, James Harden, LeBron James, AD, and Jokic. Those are the starters. And then my reserves are Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Damian Lord, Carl Anthony Towns, for now, if not, it'd be Ingram or Devin Booker, and then Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Chris Paul. So yeah, those are my all-star picks for the 2020 all-star game as of January 16th. If you disagree with me, that is fine. I would expect you to disagree with me. I don't think there's one definitive right list. Everyone is going to have a different opinion on this, but let me know in the comments on YouTube if you're listening on YouTube, um, or let me know maybe with a review on Apple Pod. Just be like, yeah, I thought this should have been this, but like, I respect your opinion. I respect your comment. Like, if you're going to be civil about it, bro, I love discussing basketball, and I like to be, I like to admit myself wrong. I think that's what some people don't like to do is like, they always are on their basketball opinion. Once they have their point, their argument, their gut about something, they never want to change it. Even though they could be proved wrong or it could just be kind of out there, it's okay to admit you're wrong in the NBA. I know everybody has that stigma that like, if, you, if you're wrong about one thing in the NBA, you don't know anything about the NBA. That's what people think. But hey, people are wrong all the time. Um, Bob Myers, they he's made some bad moves and he's won GM of the year two past times. Uh, the Spurs, they are, have been one of the more well-run organizations over the last 20 years. And they sold Kawhi Leonard for basically DeMar DeRozan and Jacoperto. You see what I mean? Or at first, I picked that ended up being, I think, Kelvin Johnson or somebody like that, or they traded up for Kelvin Johnson. You know what I mean? GMs make mistakes all the time. Fans can make mistakes all the time. Um, but yeah, so don't don't be afraid to admit you're wrong, and I'm not afraid to admit I'm wrong. I like when somebody comes with a new perspective that could be like, oh, I didn't really think of that. That's a great idea, or that's a great point, or a great argument. But yeah, those are my opinions on my all-star picks. Let me know what you guys think. If you're on Apple Pod, appreciate a rating review, like always, and I appreciate that so much. I read all of them. Um, and I, I'm really grateful for those. If you're on Spotify, just drop a follow. Appreciate that there. Um, I usually listen to podcasts on Spotify. It sucks you can't uh, like leave a review there. And then on YouTube, drop a like maybe on the video or a comment. I appreciate that too. So yeah, that is going to be for me. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 14 of the Just Ballin' Podcast. Uh, this was my 2020 All-Star Picks. This will probably be my last all-star pick video unless maybe the night before they get released maybe i'll do some predictions maybe in a pod to do a segment where i predict who gets in the all-star game but yeah that is gonna be for me hope you guys have a great day 
Um, and yeah, Martin Luther King basketball. I'm very excited. We get Pelicans, Grizzlies, I believe, are playing on that day. Um, sucks no Zion, but I'm excited to watch basketball that day either way. And I'll see you guys in the next episode of the pod. Peace, y'all.